heard across the Resonate Regional Radio Network. It's my time, it's my life. I hope you will come along. This is Rural Queensland Today with Ben Dobbin. Good morning and welcome to Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. It's Thursday morning, the 9th of March. A very good morning to everybody listening to us across the network through 4SB in Kingaroy, 4ZR in Roma, 4VL in Charleville, 4HI in Emerald, 4LM Mount Isa, 4LG Longreach, 4GC Charters Towers in the Hot Country Network. Good morning to you. So much to get through this morning and we will get to it. We'll try and give you some weather updates as well. We're going to talk with Outback Queensland Tourism Association CEO Denise Brown, Tim Horan with a rugby chat and so much more. It's a big show for you and if you've missed any of our shows, you can always go to Spotify and I tell you this all the time, the you can stream it on Spotify. You can pick and choose to listen to whatever interviews you like and sharing it with your friends across all kinds of social media platforms is so easy and it's just one click. It's a really, really simple thing as well. I'd also love you to go and give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram as well. Just search Rural Queensland Today with Ben Dobbin and you will get all of the details. Every morning at 9am, you know that across the Resonate Broadcast Network, but you can listen to us at any time of the day you like. Let's get into it. Outback Queensland Tourism Association CEO Denise Brown, she joins us next. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Outback Queensland Tourism Association CEO Denise Brown joins us this morning. And yesterday, uh, Outback Queensland's 2023 Traveller's Guide was launched. Um, And it will have Aussies packing their bags and hitting the highway for the big skies and big adventures of Outback Queensland. We know how lucky we are to live in this state. And we just know some of the jewels. Now, COVID, what did it do? It absolutely highlighted why we live in the greatest state and there is just so much to explore. Denise, good morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, listeners. This is a great thing and all these regional towns listening to us this morning, no doubt, are all excited because the 2023 Traveller's Guide is out and it's a holiday pocketbook, 160 ways to experience outback Queensland. How good is this? Oh, Ben, we just get better and better every year. You know, our outback operators just keep reinventing themselves. They keep coming up with new packages, new experiences. Everybody's got something new and another reason to stay longer in the outback. So how, how do these books come about? And, and can we just get, you know, a, a little bit of background on it? I mean, this is, as I just said, it's 160 ways to experience outback Queensland. It's got... Mm. Retreats, world class events, twenty nine exciting new experiences, um, and unfortunately, it talks about the pride of the Murray, which you know only this week um, has had a, a horrific experience. But you know, there is all these different experiences that you can try, um, and you know, it's all in one book. Yeah, Ben, we had. Uh 117 pages launched last night as the Outback Traveller's Guide. We do this book every year as part of the Outback Queensland Tourism Association in conjunction with Tourism and Events Queensland. And what we do is we work with all the councils, we work with all the event operators, and we work with all the product to make sure that we showcase every single date for every event, every single itinerary that's uh, giving uh, consumers who are a little bit frightened of, you know, how do we do the outback? How do we how do we actually bite it off one piece at a time? And so we give them QR coded itineraries 
to actually hover over on the QR code and they're fully populated with yeah, all good. those events, all those experiences. So we, we feed it up to the consumer and the traveller beautifully. Yeah, and it's it's important, isn't it? Um, this is something that, you know, will really help. I mean, I'm going to get one for my parents. that They live down in New South Wales. They love coming to a Queensland and exploring. And this gives you a full option. But for the people of Brisbane, um, for the people in the major regional and metropolitan areas who don't want to go overseas, who still are a little bit, you know what, we want to look in our own backyard. This is a perfect way. And, and the flow-on effect also is just phenomenal because – we're actually then putting money back into the community, you know, and, and, and our own money back into the economy in the bush. It's all going to the regions. And we've spent the last two days in a conference um, that Outback Queensland Tourism put on and we've been going through all the data and the research and the insights, all the consumer insights. We're certainly seeing a lot of uh, pent-up demand from South Australia, New South Wales, Victoria, wanting to come to Outback Queensland because they – They've been, they've been closed out for a couple of years. So, we, you know, we've certainly showcased our backyard to our Queenslanders, our fellow Queenslanders, but we've got more coming up through the middle, up through the Stradlakey track, um, a lot through the Inland Way. And, you know, it does give um, a great rite of passage to do different itineraries and, and experience different things in the outback. And we highlight those through the book and we just, just give you – serve up different reasons to have those new experiences and of course we've you know we've got wonderful uh, celebrations like you know 100 years of Mount Isa we've got the Queensland Opera Queensland Music Trails we've got new festivals like the Outback Skies Festival of the Outback Skies in, in Hewenden you know our great friends at Kinnan and Outback Aussie Tours Qantas Founders uh, we've got Black or Wolf Scour they've all got new tours and they've all been able to showcase them last night to uh, about 140 travel agents, media, VIP um, visitors, and, you know, just really connecting and, and working on package bundles, etc. Yeah, and that's the big thing. Um, like Andrew Martin made it very clear. He said the roads are open, uh, the land is nourished and looking for more beautiful than ever. Sunsets are phenomenal. The bird life is sensational. And the country hospitality is ready to roll. We really are in a sweet spot here in Queensland regionally and for outback tourism, aren't we? We certainly are. You know, 40 cents of every dollar that comes into the outback is a visitor dollar. And and we, we need to capitalise on that and we need to grow that each year. So we've just got to keep giving them reasons to come back. Yeah, we've got to keep giving yeah. them new experiences to have and enjoy. How do we go about getting the, the book? How do people go and get it? Because I think there's a lot of people listening to us, regardless of the fact, they want to see this. Whereabouts are they available? If you go to outbackqueensland.com.au, uh, by Monday morning this will be downloaded on our website or they can just send us an email and we will mail them out. We've got a couple of – it's really lovely. We have a family-type uh, run business of Outback Queensland and we've got – little kids of 9, 10 and 12 who send out our, our books to our consumers and write little notes to them. And they're the, the children of our, our wonderful, wonderful team at Outback Queensland Tourism. So everybody's got a part. Um, you know, all of our husbands load and unload brochures everywhere. They, you know, it's just wonderful. There's pulling up banners everywhere. So 
we all love it and we all do it because we do love it. I'm going to go and I'm going to go and email you now and, and get one. So. Um, good on you, yeah, I just think that this is so good, and we need to be championing exactly what what is available. What, what's your favourite? I mean, I, 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 I know, and I want to say this, and, and I feel so sorry for the Kinnons because of just what's gone on in the last last three or four days, um, and that's obviously being investigated at the moment. But that was going to be a massive attraction, um, the Pride of the Murray on the Thompson this year. Now, look. They'll salvage it. It will be a twelve month wait, but it will happen. What, what what's the what's the the attractions that you like? Uh, great question, Ben. Richard actually won an award last night on behalf of this company for the best social media. They are absolute gurus at social media, and they've got so many followers. And you know, they will just recreate another experience on their two other boats, and and they'll just keep delivering up reasons. And so will Smithy, and so will the rest of the Long Reach crowd. You ask me what my favourite is. Uh, my favourite is just sitting around a campfire underneath that canopy of stars. Yeah, yeah, you can't beat it. Um, you can't yeah, beat it. Yeah, I've. Uh, it's just so much happening this year, from the Way Out West Festival to um, 100 Years of Mount Isa to the Bull Ride in August to the Big Red Bash. Um, th- there is, you know, you name it, it happens from dinosaurs to the Stockman's Hall of Fame to down to the Bilbies. It, it, there is an abundance of stuff happening this year and we are so lucky that we can share this. Um, what's that website again, Denise? Outbackqueensland.com.au. Unreal. Um, we will catch up and uh, people should be ordering that. Appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, Ben. Good on you. We'll take a break. Come back with more. This is Rural Queensland Today. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. We will get to the Bronx and obviously the Dolphins tomorrow, but the Reds uh, had a really impressive win off the back of their first round loss. Um, They put 70 on the Western Force. Uh, The real test will be the Brumbies when they uh, face them this weekend. Tim Horan is a Reds great and also a Wallabies great, and he joins us this morning. Hello, mate. How are you? G'day, Dubbo, and hello to all the listeners out in the country. And, um, you know, whether you're in the cattle yards or on the tractor, um, nice to be on the show, Dubbo. And, yeah, the Reds were they were pretty good, impressive um, against, you know, a side that struggled the, the Western Force in round two down in Super Round. So all 12 teams were down in Melbourne. There were six games over three days, a bit like Magic Round in the NRL. So, yeah, the Reds put on 70 points. So... As you mentioned, maybe a big test for them against the Brumbies in Canberra on Saturday night. It's a big test. Um, we've got to talk about this side. When it's stacked, it looks as good as as anything. And I think the, the difference is when they get all their stars back. I mean, you know, Suley to O'Connor to to having their full array. They won't have Tenny Elatupo. They look very good, but. The question mark does remain about Brad Thorne, and I and I'm going to be honest. A lot of people are coming out and defending him, and I understand that, but. A pass mark is to beat the New Zealand teams. That is his major goal this year for his survival. Yeah, I think so. I think um, you know, five and a half years in the coaching jobs are about about average. And you're right; he needs to he needs to get some big wins um, before the win um, on Sunday afternoon in Melbourne. Um, he'd only won one of the last eight Super Rugby games, so. Um, people forget last year had had a pretty poor run at the end of the last year, and but yeah, he's done a great job off the field. He's really changed the culture. He's got a wonderful platform in place for the Queensland Reds. It's whether he can take them to the next step in the next twelve to twenty-four months. So um, time will tell. But yeah, Reds, you know, this weekend against 
a side like the Brumbies will test the way Brad Thorne's um, team and his style of play against Stephen Larkham, of course, the former Wallaby player who's now it's his second stint as coach of the Brumbies down in Canberra. He does a very good job. They are the favourites, the Brumbies. They obviously have been delivering week in, week out. The big thing about them is that, you know, um, th- th- they absolutely um, are the benchmark at this moment. And I know New South Wales are as well, but it has to be uh, one of these things that if they don't win, then they have to go back to the drawing board in some ways. Well, I think when you look at these both teams that are playing on Saturday night, Dobbo, in Canberra, is the Brumbies, their first two rounds, beat New South Wales Waratahs and beat probably the top team in the competition, the Blues, who are based from Auckland. So they had about 11 or 12 All Blacks players starting, you know, Bowden Barrett, uh, Rico Iwani for the Blues. So that was a big win from the Brumbies. Um, 25-20 was the scoreline. Um, 45 points in the first half and not a there's not a single score in the second half, but an entertaining match. But when you look at the Brumbies, their team... They actually play like a team and, and you can see everyone knows exactly what the player next to them or around them is going to do and what they're all trying to achieve. I think that's the challenge with this Queensland Reds team at the moment. Two rounds in, they're still playing like individuals at the moment. Yep. And it's there is some combinations starting to come. Tom Liner at fly up, of course, the son of Michael Liner, um, you know, 19 years of age. So combinations might take a little bit longer with the Reds at the moment. From first two rounds, what I'm seeing, yes, they're playing some good footy, but it's individually. Jordi Pattaya, uh, Filippo Dangunu, um, Suliasi Vunivalu, first game last week. So it might take a little bit of time for the Reds to build those combinations, but you haven't got long in this comp, Dubbo, either. It's a World Cup year, Tim, which bodes uh, it's a special time. And Rugby Union World Cups are always phenomenal. You've won two of them. You, you actually know how important they are. Was it firstly too late to, to overhaul the coaching situation in a year, in a Rugby World Cup year? And can Eddie Jones get this side to where they need to be, which is, you know, competing? They, they need to be in a semifinal. I mean, that's the pass, Mark, you know, um, you know, to win it, of course, but the semifinal gets you to the game. Well, I think, yeah, there's a couple, couple of points there, Dobbo. Is what one, Dave Rennie, I thought was a very good coach and should have taken the team through to the Rugby World Cup this year. But then Eddie Jones became available. And um, Dave Rennie was always um, most likely, he mentioned that he was going to leave and finish after Rugby World Cup. Been there, you know, four years or so. So he thought he'd taken it to a certain level. Um, and I thought he should have been given that opportunity. But then all of a sudden, Eddie Jones becomes available and they sign him for five years, which is a long term as a coach. Um, he's going to help out, of course, with the women's program as well, the Wallaroos. And then you look at his backroom staff. He's, you know, Dan McCullough, who was the coach of the yeah. Brumbies. He became assistant coach of the Wallabies. Um, he's moved on. So at the moment, Brett Hodgson, um, former NRL player, is the defensive coach in the backroom staff for Eddie Jones. He, that's all he's got at the moment. So he's got to try and find some staff assistant coaches that can help him out going into a Rugby World Cup. And yeah, you're right, Dobbo. The Wallabies, a good thing for the Wallabies at the moment, um, they're on the right side of the draw. So in a quarterfinal in Marseille, which is the southern part of France, they should take on either Argentina, who's coached by Michael Checker, the former Wallabies um, coach, or England. Now, if they take on that, they should be able to beat one of those teams into the, fi- in the semifinal. And the semifinal, you're either going to play probably someone like Ireland or South Africa on that side of the draw. Because the top four teams at the moment, are in Pool A and Pool B, which is the All Blacks, Springboks, Ireland, and France. So out of those four teams, only two 
we'll make a semi-final. Yeah, and so that's just the way the years. So it, the the good thing is we know the Springboks always deliver at that time. We know New Zealand will be. But gee whiz, New Zealand have had their controversy this week. Obviously, this is off the back of um, the throat slitting incident that occurred last Friday. An apology straight after the game goes a long way to me. I mean, why the controversy afterwards? Yeah, I think Dobbo, so Artie Savia, um, and I was commentating on the match. It was obviously the, the, the Melbourne Rebels up against um, the Hurricanes who are based in Wellington, New Zealand. And Artie Savia, like, it's, he's a wonderful player. He's a great ambassador for the game on the field and off the field. Um, it, it was totally out of character. If anyone didn't see it, he, you've, you've seen it in the Harker when they do the other Harker, which is the Copa Apunga, where they do the throat slitting at the end of the Harker. And he was sent to the sin bin for 10 minutes and probably got a little bit of verbal from the Melbourne Rebel players and he came back and did the, the throat slitting. So um, it was totally out of character for Artie Savia, but it wasn't a good look for the game. And, you know, Dobbo, sometimes we talk about the pub test. You know, is the, but this, this test, I think, is for, it's the 10-year-old boy and girl test who are watching the game and what do they think of that. And it's, it's unsportsmanlike. He ca- yes, he came off the field. Dobbo, I agree with you and put his hand up and said, I'm so sorry. Um, it's out of character. It's, I shouldn't have done that. But everyone is remorseful after something happened, and, or you do something wrong. Everyone's remorseful, and sure. I think it was. I think it was fair. I think one week suspension. I think that's fair. I thought it might have been a, a suspended fine and a very harsh warning, but I think one one week is fair. You can't do that in the game. There's a line in the sand with what you can and can't do with certain gestures on the field, especially when. You know, the broadcasters are broadcasting to, you know, millions of people onshore and also offshore. Lots uh, to like about this rugby season. We need the Reds to win. Um, <laughs> they need to win against the Brumbies. We might talk to you in the next couple of weeks. Really appreciate your time, mate. How's the cattle industry for you, mate? You, how's your little farm? You, you, you all going well? Going well, Dobbo. I've got, uh, I got about 54 steers. I might start to sort of um, put it in the feedlot in a couple of weeks' time. They're getting close to 500 kilos, the Black Angus. So the market's come down a bit, so you might have to sort of chip in, Dobbo. Oh, not really. No, I won't be. <laughs> All right. We'll, uh, we'll take a break, come back with more. Appreciate your time this morning. Tim Horan on Rural Queensland today. It is Thursday morning, the 9th of March. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network, the 8th of March across rural and regional Queensland. I think this is one of the great stories um, that we have broadcast on this show in the seven years that I've been doing it. Josephine O'Brien joins us now and we've spoken to her around um, the absolute awful situation that her family is going through with her husband, Liam, um, trying to find a life-saving donor um, that could have the same stem cell match that would be able to help him um, cure his rare blood disease. And the life-saving list, we, we started this campaign on this show and the O'Brien family have been vigilant with it. You would have seen it from morning TV to every radio paper. It has been everywhere. Well, there's been a change. People power has played a huge role. Josephine, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, emotionally, I don't know even know where to begin where you would be at, but we have a glimmer of hope. Thank you, Dobbo, for having me this morning. We absolutely do. Uh, we received a phone call uh, a few days ago that gave us the absolutely thrilling news that Liam finally has a donor. And uh, while that is extremely exciting and a huge um, sigh of relief, 
we obviously have a very big challenge ahead of us and need to make sure that we get our head in the game and are prepared to fight the fight that is ahead. And, um, you know, he's due to um, have his transplant at the end of March, so we're a couple of weeks out. So we're just trying to uh, prepare ourselves as best we can uh, to stay strong and continue to hope for the very best outcome. Can I ask how how someone in Europe becomes did they did they find out about this through your campaign um, and is that how you got that match? Look, we can't guarantee that, but we are hopeful that that is the case. Oh, it is a very yeah. new registration that has come on board, sure. so uh, wasn't there previously and only had come about in the last couple of months. So, um, look, wow. we were very fortunate to have many people. Um, we both have some friends that live overseas. We've had some uh, celebrity influencers that also live or have worked over there and have been sharing, you know, big volume numbers. And I think, you know, that there's we're just fortunate that there's been a global reach and um, it's for US and the UK – um, and through Europe, it's a cheek swab program, so yeah. it's a lot easier for people to get on and for those numbers to increase so quickly. So that's also why we've been trying to push the cheek swab program in Australia. I just feel as a wife and as a mum, and you drove this on behalf of your husband along with Liam, and we'll talk to Liam shortly, the relief when you hear something like this. I mean – I was unaware when we first spoke at the start at the beginning of the year and I'll say I was made aware of it um, through Robbie Catter, who's a relation um, of you guys, and he he, he actually – and so I rang you up and and I didn't even – wasn't even aware about this. Now, you have to be within a certain age bracket. I'm outside the age barrier, but to be able to go and take a little bit extra blood and sit there, there's been no – I suppose correspondence, no, no talk about it prior to this, and if anything, you've raised awareness about it. And I think there, there's a real opportunity for governments to then now go. Well, hang on, this needs to get bigger than this. I mean, you did this to save your husband's life. I get it completely. We all would do that, um, but now I think it, it, it's greater than that. This can save millions of people's lives. And that's exactly it, Dobbo. I think you know. Um we were faced with a, you know, a harsh reality, and I think to be able to switch that to something positive, um, you know, having a distraction when you're going through something that, you know, is heavy. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, with our two little kids, it's, it's been tough. But I think um, we've been lucky that we had a distraction, and we wanted to push that that energy into helping others that were going through the same thing. And, yeah. Um, you know, we are very fortunate now that we have got to that next step of having a donor, but I think, um, you know, we just want to keep fighting the fight and um, trying to push those governments to keep their life-saving promise that they have assured us that they will. And, um, you know, I think that even though Liam will be, you know, in the hospital and we'll be dealing with our own challenges, you know, the life-saving list, I think, will continue to help us and support us to ensure that 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 happens um, because it is a a dire situation here in Australia. And when you, you know, unfortunately we fell into the category of having to know about blood cancer and um, it's incredible the the things that you discover and, 
it is a very poor system here that, that oh. needs to change. So, and, and it's got worse. Um, and and I, I'm going to say this. Absolutely. I'm saying this now. Like I know they threw all this, they started banging on about it, but am I right in saying that then it wasn't they didn't they didn't give enough sufficient staff so they couldn't keep up with the registry so the delay times were like it was it's been problem after problem and in no way do you guys want to seem in any way ungrateful or in any way um uh i suppose like negative about it but the government have run an absolute schmozzle with this. It's been yeah, you know, like- and it's been a decade problem. It's not just something that you know has been yeah. a short term thing. And I think um, there's so many changes that they can make right now to to help and and can continue to in the future. And you know, we've um, had word that just three people from the Townsville branch alone. Um, who signed up as a result of the life-saving list to become a, a register, a donor on that register, have actually already been called up to be a donor. Wow. And that's just, you know, in Huge. the short time of life-saving list, which has, you know, been a, a privately funded campaign. So, you know, you can imagine with the millions of dollars that the government are, are holding, it, you yeah. know, it's, 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 um, it's quite alarming really. So, yeah, we're just uh, really hoping that, they will um, keep that life-saving promise that they have given to the life-saving list. Josephine and Liam O'Brien joining us this morning. We'll take a break, come back with more. Josephine, can you just tell me again, and correct me if I'm wrong, you need to be from 18 to 35, is that right? Yes, and that's the other thing. We're still trying to ensure that in the meantime, while this goes on in the background, you know, that you People, still can go and give blood. That's you right. can sign up via yep. lifeblood.com.au. You can register to get on the stem cell uh, registration and then you give one little vial of blood extra while you're there and you could potentially save somebody's life. Well, you do save someone's life in potentially and, and, and as you just said, this has got to continue. This has to continue. And, and And for – because for your story – there's 10 other stories who are going through it right at this very moment in Brisbane. Um, there, there's thousands and thousands of people around the world going through it. How oh, are you, yeah, as, right. as, a, as a wife and a mother, uh, and and, I, and I'm, I'm going to talk to Liam in a second, but the strength that you've shown is unbelievable, but how are you doing? I um, am very grateful, I guess, that, you know, uh, Liam and myself both have incredible uh, family support and sure. uh, very strong, special group of friends, as well as you know, a bigger, wider community of family and um, friends that have come about from the life-saving list, and people like yourself, Dobbo, who take that genuine interest and um, feel the, you know, um, empathy. You know, you're, you're feeling it for us, and um, I think that has helped us to get this word out. Um, look, it's going to be a tough few months ahead of us, but you know. Um, Got to stay strong and just hope for the best. And it's all about one day at a time, really. Yeah, it certainly got to is. Got keep putting one foot in front of the next. So yeah, we'll, well get there. You, I know he's a strong man, so he won't. Um, he will. He says no chance. He'll give up, and um, we'll get to the other side, and we'll be hopefully having a champagne by Christmas. <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? And I, I can see it. I can see. I mean, no one gave you a chance so far, and look where you've got to. Um, and if yeah. you hadn't have made the noise and, and, and fought like you did, we wouldn't be where we are today. Can I have a chat to Liam? Do you mind if I, I just have a quick chat to Liam? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Great to talk to I you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Dobbo. Morning, Dobbo. Liam, good morning and thanks so much for being with us, mate. Um, 
How are you feeling when you got this news? Um, oh, you know, elated. Would you know, you, you, words won't describe it. Um, yeah, it's a it, it's a phenomenal experience to go through, and yeah. not not one that I, I sort of suggest people entertain uh, by choice. But um, yeah, it's it's just up and down, and you sort of the elation of finding a donor and then realizing you got a pretty bloody heavy track in front of you. Yeah, sure. And um, you know that's um, but we, we you know we got a ticket in the in the big race, so we got to we got to get there. there. We don't have a choice. The the process for you, I mean, and I don't, I mean, you know, and you're a realist, and so is Josephine. So you 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 know what's ahead of you. D- does it concern you when you have to hear all this, or you just know well this is part of the deal? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess you get a bit immune to it, but I, I think that's part of it. Yeah. Um, Part of the game is is knowing what's going on. Logically, yeah, yeah, prepared for, for and I, I, you know, I've, I've tossed up, you know, chatting with other people who've gone through it, and whatever. But it's it's not going to change the outcome for me. You know, there's this big hairy thug that I've got to go and brawl with, and um, uh, that's just the reality of it. I, you know, you can't um, you can't change what's going to happen, and you know we're. As Josephine was just saying, yeah, blessed with a, you know, a, a, an army. It would appear now um, of supporters um, uh, doing uh, small and very large um, things to support us, and 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 all of that matters. And yeah, I think to Josephine's point, we we get a huge boost out of um, uh, the, entertaining the thought that we, we might be making this, you know, marginally easier for other people. Yeah, that's the big um, thing, isn't it? The, the life-saving list, it, it's got to continue. Um, I, although you're going through your own fight, this is where the government need to step up. And, and, I, and, I, and I say this, I mean, the fact that you got a match from Europe, it's no coincidence. And I mean, yeah. that, that, that's where we're at. And there are – and like three people have been called up to the registry from Townsville who went there. Now, when we spoke in, in early January, I was completely unaware about this. Completely, yeah. and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, I feel there's guilt that I wasn't aware, but there, there's a moral responsibility by the, the government that they need to actually make this a thing. This needs to be driven because it's going to, you know, potentially save more than one life. I'm talking thousands around the world. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. Um, I think um, uh, Monique Ryan and, and a bunch of other MPs, you know, led um, by Bob in federal parliament the other day was, Saying yeah. that every thirty-something minutes, there's um, someone diagnosed with one of these diseases that can be cured. Um, wow. I mean, yeah, you know, the federal government has the ability to um, drastically increase the uh, number of recruited donors um, by the cheek swab method. There, yeah, there's this advisory group which um, uh, seems to be what um, yeah you know, they're waiting for some advice from. But I, you know, I'm not I'm not confident that um, that, that that's necessary in just getting us to a point, you know, where we've, we've got a, a, a basic level of uh, registration um, of donors that, that we should, you know, that, that takes us off the bottom of the league tables, literally sure. the last in the international, um, uh, yeah, tables of, of donorship um, to, to somewhere that, that Australia should be and, and should sort of sit there and be proud of as, as a contribution. And yeah, you know, the other the other point to make is 
the the only way to recruit. So um, part of the matching process is based on your ethnic uh, background, um, and Australia is uniquely multicultural, um, and you know it needs to be able to service itself. Um, our Indigenous Australians um, and people living in rural and um, remote areas in particular, if they are only left with the option to donate um, and, and register by blood, um, you know, the, the problem's never going to go away. No, you're dead right. Liam, best of luck for the end of the month. Um, it's Thanks significant so and obviously we'll, we'll be keeping uh, people updated, but obviously uh, it's a it's a huge battle. And, and to you and Josephine, I just thank you so much for being with me this morning and and our prayers are with you and, 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 and I know we just need to keep people going on and registering on this life-saving list. That is the biggest yeah. thing. That's the the biggest Absolutely. message to rural and regional Queenslanders today um, is that, that that they can continue to do this. So I really appreciate your time this morning. Dobbo, I appreciate the support. Thanks, mate. You have right. a good day. Same to you. Rural Queensland today. Well, that's it from us here this morning at Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Hope you've enjoyed the show. We're back tomorrow, same time, same place. Have a great day, Queensland. And remember, when the weed is ripe, keep the headers rolling in the paddock. Ray Hadley to join you next. Till next time, from all the team here at Rural Queensland today, it's bye for now.